Hello again, Broncos country. We are back. Broncos football is back. We're ready for week one. We're here for the pre-game podcast. We got some great guests as always. Myself, Jared, and David are here, but we got some great guests from the post-game podcast. You know him, you love him, John, and our newest Orange Weekly broadcast member, Spotty. Guys, how are you guys doing today? I feel honored. This is my first show on the the pregame show. Oh my gosh! Welcome. What does it take to-, to get on this thing? By the way, it seems like a very high bar. Very or low uh, bar. I don't know what it is. Well, it's so high that Kevin can't get over it, but that doesn't necessarily have to be a high <laughs> bar. Um, no, no. We are ha- glad to have you on the Superior Podcast, John. I know you guys. You could do great work on the postgame show. We're all friends. We all love each other. I don't Absolutely. know what the animosity is. Come oh, on, there's, there's a rivalry. <laughs> there's a rivalry. But Spotty, so good of you to join us. Uh, Spotty may be joining us on the po- pregame podcast and me specifically a little bit more this year, later this year, and so we'll look forward to that. But we've got him on now, and we've got his insights and John's drunken ramblings, and it's going to be a fun show, Jerry. Absolutely. Spotty, how you feeling, man? Oh, I feel good, man. Like, you know, we're already starting this countdown. I'm, I canceled all my plans on Thursday so I could get a little bit of a fix. Oh, I'm ready for the season. Absolutely. And, guys, it is Raiders week, so make sure you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy the first episode of the 2023 season of the Orange Weekly Broadcast Network pregame podcast. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. And And we're we're back, back. guys. Guys, I appreciate it, guys. All right, so hey, hey, let's jump right into it. We have the Orange Weekly Broadcast Network pregame podcast. We're back for it. Raiders week. Let's jump right into it. Let's start on the offense, guys. Like, what are we looking forward to the most? What's the best matchup that you're looking forward to the most watching the Broncos offense versus this Raiders defense? We'll start with uh, Spotty. Well, let's, this is what we have to know about Sean Payton's offense, right? We know that one person has to take on that Michael Thomas role. And knowing there's going to be a Michael Thomas role, there's someone else that's got all of the favorable matchups. So I'm believing that with Marvin Mims going to get more time on the field, this is, I mean, he's going to be, he starts the first game off shining. He starts off bright. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm guessing 75 yards receiving from Marvin Mims because he's not Hobbs is the one who's who's going to probably be on Cortland Sutton. And Marcus Peters, who uh, I believe John and I talked about him recently in the fact that uh, he's that boomer bust guy. He's going to give you seven interceptions probably in a year, but he's also going to give up about 2,000 receiving yards over the year. So uh, I'm let, definitely looking at Marvin Mims to uh, break on those ankles so that we can see a lot of yardage. Yes, yeah, so I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to that Trayvon Diggs type of a guy from my, <laughs> Marcus Peters. But uh, interesting spot to go with Marvin Mims, the rookie. To totally stole my answer. So really, yeah, that's I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it what too. About that running back role. I mean, I'm excited. To I swear see. to God, if you say Jaleel McLaughlin, <laughs> I don't want to say Jaleel McLaughlin. Now you want to say it, yeah. 
I still don't believe in week one that he's going to have. You know, you're insane. You're insane. No, you're, you're in week probably one, right. I just don't no, you're probably right. Go one. ahead. Go ahead. I think he's got the talent. I think he's going to develop to be that guy for us, like uh, to be that kind of wild card guy for us. But I think it's going to come down to a mix of all three. So I'm just excited for the run game against their run defense. I think I think Sean Payton this year is wanting to prove a point with the run game. And I think it's going to happen starting week one. And I don't think, uh, I think they're still planning on slow rolling uh, Javante Williams, which means I think it might be P Ryan. That's getting a majority of the carries this week. And he looked great this off season. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, yeah. we'll dive in a little bit further into the running back situation. Um, so I'm going to change my answer again. Because um, it was going to be Jaleel McLaughlin, but that's you can too still close. keep Jaleel McLaughlin. We'll, we'll talk it. about it, but I am going to go with Mike McGlinchey against Max Crosby, and we talked a little bit about it in the Bourbon Broncos and No BS show. But Mike McGlinchey is a guy that you paid a ton of money to get, um, and a guy who you paid all that money to get to be the answer at a revolving door at right tackle. Um, if you guys have ever seen that Cleveland Browns meme with the quarterbacks list named of it on that Jersey, you, you could do that. Broncos meme? Well, you, you could do that too, but for, for right tackle, especially over the last yeah. five or six yeah. years, it's just been absurd. And so you paid all of that money to Mike McGlinchey. He gets hurt in training camp. He doesn't have the time that you want your new starting right tackle. who You paid a lot of money to get to have with an offensive line because we know that chemistry is really important with a starting offensive line. Um, But, you know, you still paid all that money and you expect to get a high-end player who can at least handle Max Crosby one-on-one some of the time. And so I want to see if they can do that. And more importantly, how often do they rely on him to do that in this game? Because another thing, you know, we talked about how much they want to use two tight end sets and all that. How much are they going to give blocking help to both of these tackles from a tight end this game? How much faith do you have, though, David, not seeing him this whole preseason? Like, I've got no idea. And I know that I know they would have wanted to play him. They played some of the starters in both of the first two games. I'm sure McGlinchey would have been out there if he would have been healthy. For it, sure. just, it didn't pan out that way. And you're you're at least glad that maybe he's gotten a, the last week of practices or so with the team two weeks, whatever I don't it is. like the backup situation there. I'll tell you that right now. So I hope you 100%. See, Cam Fleming to me is one of the better, at least, swing tackles in the league. So that wor- that worries me less than it has in Not against Max Crosby. I don't want to but see that. I mean, this is the thing. There's no talent against the – you're like, oh, man, I feel good about this guy against Max yeah. Crosby. It just gets that. <laughs> Does that player exist to you in the league? I don't feel good about Mike so. Tristan, <laughs> Tristan <laughs> Wirfs. Williams. Yeah, Trent, the sure. Yeah, Trent yeah, Williams, yeah. Tristan yeah. Wirfs. Yeah, maybe those guys. But, yeah, so that's really what I'm going to be focused on. What about you, Jared? Yeah, I love it. I, I think I'm going to transition off you. We talked about the two tight end set on the Bourbon Broncos No BS show. I think Greg Dulcich, um, I, I did a fantasy draft with my brother-in-law who we've lost another bet to, David, um, with the uh, the Cowboys jersey we'll have to wear eventually. Uh, David is yet to, to be on his uh, bet on this, so he's got a couple bets that he's lost now. Uh, but I did a fantasy draft with him, and I was telling him, like, Greg Dulcich is super low on the fantasy depth chart, and I think that people are underestimating his pass-catching abilities. And I think that the two, di- two tight end set and I, what we imagine is going to be used because we only have four wide receivers, one of them being a possible no-show on, on game one uh, in Jerry Judy. I think Greg Dolch is going to have a huge game here uh, with the new offensive sets, uh, with, with Russell Wilson 
being able to get the ball out a little bit quicker and having an outlet in somebody who we know can get open. And it's an easy matchup against an outside linebacker, inside linebacker, depending on whoever they put him up. So that's I'm looking forward to see what Greg Dolchers can do uh, in his second year in the in the league. He made second or second string preseason players miss this offseason when he had or this preseason when he had the ball in his hands. And okay. that you can't really take anything away from the preseason. We all understand that. But you know, that's at least what we saw him do last year too, was be elusive in the open field with the ball in his hand and shed tackles. And yeah. so if he's you know, yeah, go ahead. And not for nothing, let's let's throw back to Noah Fant. Mm-hmm. Right? We thought Noah Fant was the answer for a long time, and every time he got the ball in his hand, someone would throw like a pebble at his feet and he'd fall down. And it was a problem. Like he he'd get the ball in his hands at the two yard line. He couldn't he couldn't make that breakaway. He he couldn't had didn't have that breakaway speed to get up a field. Um, I think we have that in Greg Dolchich, and I think this year's his his prove it year too as well. Yeah, for sure. I think that's mostly because Dolchich is closer to being a wide receiver at times than he is a tight end. And we already talked about it in the previous show. And you know the reason that he's probably not starting tight end is that his blocking ability is not of the level of Adam Troutman. And now they're trying to call Troutman Absolutely. the utility player, but we really know that. I, I'm picturing uh, Dulcich running up the stream against uh, the the seam route against the Seahawks, and no one was around him. He burned mm-hmm. the safety, he burned yeah. the linebacker. There wasn't someone who could really cover him. So, yeah. you know, I could see that definitely happening. I think he's going to take more of a wide receiver role for us early to, you know, um, really capitalize on his snap count. Well, I agree with all three of you, and I would say that this Raiders defense is supposed to be one of the worst in the league. So I am very excited to see what all of these guys that we've talked about can do, you know, against this very, what's supposed to be a poor on-paper defense. Their second level is not great. Their linebackers are not. I'm just saying they're up there as one of the worst in the league. Yeah, I mean, you got Max Crosby, and then who's, who's next? Really? You know, and it's it's a it's just a bunch. I mean, at this point, it's just names. It's guys like Jerry Tillery, Tillery Bilal Nichols. You know, guys who have been in the I league. I really don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, uh, you know, these are <laughs> I don't know if those are actual players. If you're mispronouncing their names, no, these <laughs> these are the players I've heard of. Luke Masterson is a player I've not heard of. Divine Diablo is a player I've only heard of because that, that name badass. sticks like right out in your mind. PS2 or what PS are we? On? Yeah, I'm Boy. still on PS2. Don't worry about it great um anyway well, you know you're the, the, the only addition the only addition they made to last year was really marcus epps at the strong marcus, safety who they got and, from who they got from philly and peters, right Mar- yeah peters is their other free agent acquisition this season right um who is another year older and you know was you know a like you guys were saying a, a big boomer bust corner in this league but i think he slowed down quite a bit um, I, I'll be interested. interested about. I, I'll see. I'll, I'll give him a little bit more credit than that to say I'm interested to see if he can make a difference on that defense. How I mean, it's supposed to be a terrible defense. So fair enough. How many teams has Marcus Peters been on? Oh God, uh, three, three or four at this. This it, is I his can, third yeah. or fourth team. So yeah, I know it's yeah. I thought it was always the Ravens. Look at me. Well, and the other point for me is they've got, you know, you've got to rotate players on the defensive line, especially in the early in the season, especially in Denver for your first game of the season. The weather's going to give them a little bit of a break because it's only going to be in the mid-70s, so it's not going to be terribly hot and dry. But you've still got to, you know, that Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and those other two guys, that's an okay defensive line. But then you've got Malcolm Kuntz in there. You've got John Jenkins, Adam Butler, uh, Tyree Wilson, their recent draft pick, who you know they're counting on, but there's just it feels like 
there's they've got to have some development from one or two of those guys to really have an even decent defensive line and i I just don't know if it's going to come together for them well absolutely go ahead jerry no, I, I was gonna say let's let's switch it up. Uh, I think we've uh, we've destroyed the Raiders' defense uh, enough well, as it well, is. If we're switching to our defense, I want to talk about our offensive line a little bit. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm a little bit concerned that they're going to be an elite offensive line this year. I'm maybe not elite. I'm not looking for elite. I'm looking for top half in the league is what I'm looking for. That'd be ideal. And. Uh, I don't know. This is a good week one test with this uh, defense from the Raiders. No, they're not an elite defensive line. But if we look crap against the defense of the the defensive line of this Raiders team, I will be very concerned moving forward. Well, like like, let's look historically. Like their defensive line have always destroyed our offensive line. Max Crosby is the one outlier. Yeah, Yeah, I mean Max Crosby. I I think that the the game me and David went to it was it two years ago. Yeah, and, and Max Crosby had like six sacks or something. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like he yeah. was getting pressure every single play, and we just historically cannot stop their defensive line, and and we have to be able to to prove yeah. that wrong, or else we we won't win this game. It's and it's gotta see, and to me, that's why I think we're gonna see, and we've been talking about it all off season, and it's gonna be the key to this game, obviously, but the run game. I think they're going to try and establish that run game as early and often as possible to give the line confidence. We talked about we just talked about how Mike McGlinchey hasn't had that much time to play with the with the other guys. If they can get some good push early in the run game and get some positive runs early, it's going to be a whole world of difference for the team. And it's going to put the Raiders defense on their heels a little bit and make them respect it. Um, It's going to be so important for all of these running backs. And I think that's why we're going to see Jaleel McLaughlin a little bit in this game just because they're going to try and establish everybody. I think they're going to try and show every look that they possibly can to, to establish the run. And they're going to, you know, they're just going to try and deploy every weapon they've got there to avoid having to get into a, you know, a deep passing game. Okay. So David, I agree with you in the fact that this game is going to be won on first and second down. Last year, we got caught up in third and seven, third and nine, 14, 15, um, depending on how penalties ran. Um, I don't, I, I, I believe then on top of that, that means that the battle is going to be won between the tackles. Okay. We know what Chandler Jones, we know what Max Crosby can really do if they're playing to their pot- their potential, right? But it's really going to be Powers and Quinnen and and Lloyd Cushenberry because if we can get in running it up that up right up the middle, we're going to be in a good situation, and then we're going to be able to set up the play action pass that can really open up the game for us. But now the issue is last year we were allowing too many A gap blitzes, B gap blitzes. There was there was linebackers running up the middle of the line of like 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 it yeah, was uh, just free. you know Black Friday and there's an 80 inch TV <laughs> being sold for three hundred dollars. Like no, <laughs> there was it was just a free for all up the middle of the field, and we know that that's the worst place to go. If a guy is getting pressure up the middle, mm-hmm. that's the, the, the your quarterback is screwed. So mm-hmm. if yeah. we can win with those three guys up front and we can win on the early downs, we're going to be fine. But if we find ourselves in this game. And we have a lot of where it's down and go to go with seven yards. We're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. 
Great point. And I, and I think our running backs are going to help on the outside, but it's really hard for a running back to step up on the inside and block an A-gap blitz. It's it's hard. Oh, forget any, it. Yeah. Any, yeah. yeah. Well, that's But that's so what we, you've got. You know, you've got P. Ryan, and I know we talked about it a little earlier, and I don't want to get too lost in the weeds on this because we've got to get to the defense. <laughs> but again, P. Ryan is 5'11", I think, and 206 pounds, 236 pounds. He weighs 20 pounds more than Javante Williams does, and I would love to see him stuff his face into a Raiders linebacker's face and just <laughs> knock his ass to the ground, like pancake him and set that tone. Or the fullback. Yeah. This is why the team kept a fullback, and, got, you know, I think he laid some pretty pretty decent blocks in the preseason. Um, all right, Jared, I think you had a great idea to transition to the Raiders' defense, but I think we can transition it. it really easily because I want to talk – to about the Raiders offense versus this Broncos defense specifically in the run game. Now you've got Mike Purcell signed back to the roster after some roster reconfigurations maneuvering. Um, maneuvering there you go. Is the word. G- great word. John's going French on me here. Um, and so you've got Mike Purcell and DJ Jones to clog up that middle of the field. Do you see any packages on the f- of those guys on the field at the same time? in what is, you know, kind of traditionally been at least a 3-4 front so far with Vance Joseph? I think the biggest addition of any of those players is Zach Allen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, the, the, he's a mammoth human being. Like, I, I looked at his stats the other day, and he's a lot bigger of a person than I expected, right? So uh, I think that's going to really help us out with when it comes to DJ Jones. Now, um, the biggest thing is going to – is still – those guys traditionally in this defense are really just space fillers, right? Like, we want you to get a half yard up field so that they can't get their offensive linemen to come and touch our linebackers in which we know um, our linebackers are probably going to both have a hundred yard or hundred tackles this year. Like yeah. we like easily Singleton and um, a healthy Joe. Well, we yeah. Well, healthy. <laughs> he might have had 200 this year. I don't get know. hundred. Right. They're <laughs> tackling machines. So yeah. I think when it comes to like us preventing the run game, it has to start with those those guys up front. Um, they have to they can't let these big t- uh, offensive linemen shed that shed them and get to the second unit, because as soon as they get to the second unit, Josh Jacobs is going to run over one person. And then the next thing you know, we're looking at 210 yards rushing again for him. Well, yeah, and, and yeah. the other thing too is like we're, same thing on the offensive side for the Broncos. Like we got, we got to worry about the in, interior defense or interior defense for the Broncos um, on this because their their edge, uh, both of their tackles are pretty decent. Like uh, you got Colton Miller on one side, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name, Jermaine. I got Illuminor? you, uh, Boy, I was gonna I was hoping That's you were gonna we- let me try to help you. It's Jermaine Illuminor. Um, Illuminor, yeah. Uh, Is that really how it's pronounced, or are you just guessing? No, I, I know that's how it's pronounced. Okay, um, right. David came prepared. I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so we're talking about Randy Gregory coming off of an injury too. I want to see what he does, but I, I think he's going to have his matches, right? He's he's not he's not a Max Crosby. He's not a top. Uh, as far as what we've seen from the Broncos, as, as long as he's been on the Broncos, he's not one of those top guys. We're going to need those interior guys to do their job. And I think with the Vance Joseph system on defense, it's about do your job, plug your holes. And then those linebackers, like you said, Spotty, are going to have to get those 200 tackles, 100 tackles a, a year because uh, everybody does their job. They fill the holes and then we're going to be there uh, to stop Josh Jacobs, which I'm a little bit worried about uh, as we go into this because he has burnt us before. 
and he can burn us again. And we just don't do not need that. And I think we need heavy, heavy presence from the linebackers and the interior defensive line for that. I'm going to push back on uh, uh, something here. Uh, for, first, that I think Randy Gregory in his career, it's and it's hard to say this because Randy Gregory is injured every single season. He is. <laughs> and I, I, I said as a Bronco, injured. for the You're record, right. I said You're as right. a Bronco. You're right. But I will also say that that he, I mean, even last year when he when he was with the team for a limited time, he did have flashes of being that guy. He was a really effective pass rusher in, in games for the Broncos last year. And I think he can be that guy again. Um, I, I hope anyway. Uh, I also think that the Broncos do have, I mean, and you're right, those tackles are decent. Illuminor and Colton Miller are decent uh, for the Raiders. I think there are matchups inside that they can exploit. Uh, the guard, Greg Van Routen, other guard, Dylan Parham, um, Andre James, the center. I think those are guys, you know, at least you can keep can contain on the middle as long. And here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see Josie Jewell and Alexander Singleton trying to fire in there on a gap run blitzes. I just, I, I feel like Josh Jacobs is too powerful a back. Yeah to avoid those linebackers and he'll avoid those tackles in the backfield. And then there's a, just nothing but a gaping hole between him or and outside when it's right. Like, right. Either way, there's 20 yards between him and a safety. And I just, that's what I think could kill us in this game. We don't have to worry about him catching the football ball though. So <laughs> if, if, yeah. if we can stop them, it's the same as them, right? If we can stop them into those third and fives and longer, then we're not, worried, we're not really worried about the Raiders at that point. Yeah, you're not worried about well, the running back out of the backfield and making a catch and taking it for a first down. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, and while, while we're on the, on, the, on the topic of the defensive line, we, we haven't talked about either in the, the Bourbon Broncos and OBS show or this show, uh, Frank Clark. We haven't talked about much about his the addition to him and what he can do. Um, now he was he was shadowed in Kansas City, and now he's coming here to to try to maybe be shadowed by Gregory if he can stay healthy. He might be our guy. He might have to be our guy. What do we expect from him uh, this game and through the season? Well, I'm not. I to me this is a different question. I'm I hate I hate answering it this way. I'm sorry, Jared. Uh, but it's the depth that we have in the pass rushing, uh, in what we have in the pass rush. So we have Frank Clark, we have Nick Bonito, we have all these guys that are expected to make this leap forward. And Frank Clark, you know, he's made his name in the postseason, but that's about it, right? Like everyone's like, if you could just do that in the regular season, then you'd be <laughs> like a, a Hall of Fame player. He hasn't gotten there yet, but obviously, uh, so I'm just excited because, I mean, if you look, you know, at one of what could be our strengths, surprisingly, is our depth at the pass rush position, um, surprisingly. So it'd be nice to see them filtering in and out and, and getting Frank Clark in there. Um, and it might be surprising plays, plays you aren't expecting them to be a factor on. I, I think we have that in us with the, with the, with the depth. And that's not something I could have said a month ago. I'll be honest. I mean, and to that point, it's one of the most, you know, things I'm most anxious to see if it translates from the preseason or not. Right. Do Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper especially look like yeah. guys, number, big big number zero. Andy Gregory, like all look, these guys. The same, yeah. Do they all look like the same guys they were in the preseason? But to Jared's point specifically about Frank Clark, I think what you can expect from him in this game and this season is going to be 
you know, I like his position on the depth chart as a number three or four rusher. Like, I like him as a guy who can come in and get three or four pressures a game in a limited role, maybe half a sack every week average. You know, if he gets eight, five to eight sacks every season, you're great with that from your number three or four rusher. That's what I think they got him to be, and that's what I hope his role is going through the season if everybody's healthy. Even better, how about this, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about what Frank Clark has the potential of doing. Well, what if we can just put Frank Clark in on obvious pass rushing opportunities, right? We've got Randy Gregory and Jonathan Cooper have been doing really good about sealing the edges. Okay, they've been getting pressures on first and second down. And then you get, hey, Frank Clark, we're going to give you a third and nine. Go out, go out and play like it's the postseason, right? And if he goes out and then he ends up with seven sacks, eight sacks on a season, I think that's a successful season for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it'll, it'll be interesting too because I, I think I think I don't remember who it was. If it was Frank Clark or Randy Gregory, it came out and said that uh, it's interesting with this with this defensive scheme. They're actually putting him out in pass rush or in in pass protect, like in in coverage. Um, a, a little bit more than he's used to. Like it's used to be just like, hey, your job is to rush the passer. So I'm interested to see if either one of those guys, if that's I forget who it was that said it, but if either one of those guys can go out into into, uh, into zone coverage and and to be able to cover, I, I just don't know. Uh, we haven't seen either one of those guys in that role before, so oh, that's going to be interesting to see in the Vance Joseph system. Prospect, Jared. Good. Yeah. Well, good, I, hey. Good thing, good thing we got a bunch of dudes on this team that used to be inside linebackers that we can throw them in the pass rush. And oh, absolutely. I can't see where this yeah. is going. Well, yeah. let's talk about it. No, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to see I want to see it like that. You would talk about the mask. Everybody just went from six to midnight. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it because I love I love seeing those guys. I love seeing those inside, used to be inside linebackers, not specific pass rushers. Going out into the zone, going out into to to see if they can cover the cover two, cover the flats. Let's see what they could do. Um, I'm interested to see how they play it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, and that's Chubb did not do well in that role no. uh, when he was with us. No, there. well, ne- neither did Pon Miller. Do you remember? Do you remember? Like, uh, just, let's throw back. Do you guys remember? Uh, was it Vance Joseph? I think it was Vance Joseph's year. They threw Von Miller out constantly out into the into the coverage, and everyone was like, "The hell are you doing? This dude is a." It never yeah, worked. it never worked, and, and not for nothing. Von Miller is a pass rusher, and he's he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He's he's absolutely a great pass rusher, and he's one of the best to, to ever do it. But why are you putting him out into coverage when he's one of the best at getting to the quarterback? I don't think I don't think we have that guy on this team. I think that this this system and and who we have the personnel it fits Vance Joseph's system a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna come in waves for sure. Yeah, which I'm not opposed to. Like, we don't need that Hall of Fame player in there. If we can have, and uh, Spotty has made this point on previous episodes, uh, if we can have like five or six players that are creeping up on ten sacks, like the Eagles, man, that that, that that's what the okay, Eagles. But, the, you can even talk about the Eagles secondary. Their secondary, yeah. Latin, the the Super Bowl, they went to the Super Bowl, and you couldn't name two guys really that was there, right? Like yeah. Garner Johnson. Then maybe okay, but was they got Hassan Riddick and Fletcher Cox yeah. and uh, Graham? All of these guys all had six, seven, eight, nine sacks. I think Hassan Riddick was the only one who had uh, double digits. But that guy, he, I mean, that guy never had that ever, ever in his career before. So and they're known like, now, but at the time, like no one knew of them, right? Like that, season that they broke out. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
now and so let's switch that let's switch a little bit to that secondary while we've got a few minutes left um because we've got the broncos secondary you've got justin simmons coming back didn't play in the preseason but not super concerned about him just because of the way they've talked about him this offseason how he's been coaching up the defensive backs just as much as vance joseph has because he knows the system so well and so that tells me there's not going to be a lot of catch-up time for him to get back into the flow of this defense um, you're going to have Caden Stearns rotating in. You're going to have Kareem Jackson rotating in. Damari Mathis, obviously, PS2 back there, Patrick Sertan. Um, you know, I, we talked about we probably won't see Riley Moss in this game, um, but he is probably available if anybody, you know, if something happens, if they have an injury. Um, Jaquan McMillan, you might see come in at a certain point. They, you know, the coaching staff really likes him. Isang Bassey made this team um, as the backup nickel. Um, and especially with Kawan Williams out, he might be really important. Um, who do you, what do you guys think is a key matchup in that secondary against Devonte Adams and friends <laughs> and friends, mm. friends. It, well, it's Devon, it's the Devonte Adams show, right? right? Like mm-hmm. that's all we're worried about. And so it comes down to Pat Sertan, Pat Sertan in that secondary. Um, Aside from that, like, yeah, Demario Mathis, I'm a believe it. I'll believe it when I see it, but that guy, mm-hmm. um, I, and we saw it this preseason, and we saw it flashes of it before. It's, he's he's put in a position where we never expected it from him, right? A year ago, uh, two years ago, um, and so I, I I hope he can develop to be the our number two cornerback. I love that, but um, once I see it, I, I'll start getting on that hype train. Yeah, so he he's the one that concerns me. See, I think it's the Mari Mathis that we need to be looking towards, right? So when you have a true shutdown corner and um, we know what PS2 can do, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo not, is not going to be the fan of trying to put one of those balls in the general vicinity of PS2, right? So what he's going to do is he's going to see if Devontae's open early and often, and then he's going to make that second check and he's going to go to Demari Mathis' side. I don't know who the wide receiver on that side is going to be. Okay, it's not in Hunter Rumpro because we know he's in the slot. Okay, you know, Jacoby Myers out there. So what it really is going to be, because we know in these kind of situations, if your number one guy is taken away from you, it's that number two guy that you're going to give 10, 11 targets to during the game. So how does Mathis, you know, step up in that in that spot? If, if he's going to see 10 and uh, if he sees 10 targets in that game, he needs at least a couple of uh, pass breakups. Yeah, I'm going to be interested, uh, depending on what we see from the Vance Joseph system, right? Like, if I remember correctly, we played a lot of man, or sorry, a lot of zone. We played a lot of zone, cover two, Tampa two, cover three on long, long passes. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how we, how we cover some of these guys in the left. We talked about Darren Waller in the, in the Bourbon Broncos OBS show, but we did not talk about Austin Hooper, who they got from the Titans, um, who's not a bad tight end as far as a pass catching tight end. And we have to think about that. We have to think about what are we going to do to be able to cover Austin Hooper? He might not be that big body, right? He might not be the big body that Darren Waller was, but he's still a pass catching. He's a route running guy that we might need to be able to, to cover, um, in, in that defense and what we do against him is going to be super important because I don't feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is again he's been with um, uh, the coach oh, wow I forgot his name. yeah yeah so he's 
Dan McDaniels. So he's been with McDaniels before. He knows the system. But McDaniels' system last year was heavy on Darren Waller. Heavy on Darren Waller. Heavy on uh, Josh Jacobs as a running back. So what are we going to be able to do to, to, to counter basically what they traded uh, Austin Hooper for? At getting rid of Darren Waller and got Austin Hooper for. Are we going to be able to cover that tight end? How much do you see Drew Sanders trying to do that in this game? How much do they trust Drew Sanders to go out there and play big boy football in week one? I, I do. I don't think like, I, I don't think I don't see I don't see foresee a seeing Drew a lot. I think there's a lot of hype about it and they really like the kid. Right. But mm-hmm. what we don't need him to do is to make rookie mistakes in the first game of the year. Right. Like, well, it, it's fine. Like maybe later on, second, third week, we kind of build his snaps up. We get him a little comfortable with, with what he's doing. But um, this is no longer Arkansas football. This is no longer SEC football. Like every man that's on the other side of you is as fast as you and as tough as you. And it takes some time for linebackers to know it. I mean, I think Micah Parsons is probably the only uh, most recent example where a linebacker came in and they were do it all, do everything, uh, and they were fine. I think most other guys kind of really struggle. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see. I, I think that we're going to pull in a lot of Caden Stearns and uh, Kareem Jackson uh, sets just to be able to cover that. Because, I, again, not the big body, just a great route runner. I think Caden Stearns could be able to cover it. And I think if we're going to nickel sets, it's not going to be an extra corner coming in. I think it's Caden Stearns. Fair uh, I think Kareem, Kareem Jackson and Caden Stearns are going to come in. Now, it also is interesting to think, like, we've had Kareem Jackson now for a few years. He's a little bit older. We'll see how, how much of a pitch count he's on if he just, you know, kind of plays half and half with Caden Stearns. But I think that we have the ability to cover him. I'm just interested to see as far as, like, the zone defense. If we do put out some of those linebackers out in the, like, those those rush linebackers out in the, the zone, are they going to be able to cover Austin Hooper? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So. All right. Well, what are we thinking? Final thoughts time, gentlemen? Yeah, let's do some final thoughts. Let's go around the horn. Uh, again, appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, real quick, uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Tunes. Uh, <laughs> Apple Tunes. I said it earlier too. iTunes, oh. Apple iTunes, whatever it is. Uh, I feel I feel like that's what I have it on. I, I, I have it labeled like as Apple Tunes. You know. iTunes, Spotify, yeah, Spotify, <laughs> OnlyFans. No, sorry, not OnlyFans. Uh, right. Apple Tunes, Spotify, right. um, uh, Google Play, all the things you got us. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you tell your friends. Really appreciate uh, Spotty and John joining us today. Um, John did have to take off, so Spotty – uh, we'll start with you. Closing thoughts as we get into this game. What what are your predictions? Um, like, what, what are you expecting for this game? And then give me a prediction on what what you think the end of the game is going to look like. So, what I'm looking at for this game is that I know what we have in our defense. Um, we had a rookie um, defense coordinator who came in last year and was showed that what the the men that we have, the 12 men back there, you know, that they they got it. They got it. Like you got, you got, you even got the next guy coming off the bench. No problem. I think what it really is about this game is to see if this offense can do anything. Like it let let's let's say score twenty one points a game. You know, like that's what I think we should be looking at. The Broncos should be looking at twenty one plus points if this. Offense can really get humming to the way that we believe it. You know, we we've already talked about all the little matchups. You know, I if we can nullify if we nullify Max Crosby, better yet if he just has two sacks instead of five, right? If we can 
you know, prevent Josh Jacobs from reaching 100 yards and if we can stop Devonta Adams from going over the top for whatever that last game of the season was, just magnificent football. Um, if we can win in, I say, two of those matchups, we went in two of those matchups, the Broncos should easily be, should be able to win this game. But, of course, that's all going to come down to Russell and how he's going to play and how he's going to be the leader for this team. Is if The pundits have all said that he's lost a step. And if the, this is the game, you know, first game off the gate, where we, it really could show um, if we need to be making maybe looking towards the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Spotty, what do you think? If, if all those things go right, if all those things go wrong, what, do you, what are you really predicting for this game? Uh, I'm saying the Broncos are a ten should win by ten points. All right. Look, okay. you score Will Lux, man, we traded for him, so give it an extra three. Let's go. What do you got for score prediction? What do you, do you think it's gonna be high scoring, low scoring? What do you think? Uh, I think it's gonna be low scoring only because of us, our team, right? So I'm looking at uh, twenty four to fourteen. All right. I love it, David. What you got? I am going to go a little bit lower scoring uh, than Spotty, at least for the Broncos. I think 14 is a good, probably good around, a score around for the Raiders, 14 to 17, because um, I do think the defense is going to hold up. I don't know about the offense getting going the way Broncos country wants it to quite yet. I feel like 20 points, maybe a score of 20 to 14 or 20 to 17 for, for the Broncos is where I'm going to land right now. Um I, I still have questions about whether Russell Wilson is really going to adapt to becoming a timing quarterback and a timing offense, as opposed to a guy who freelances whatever he wants. Um, and I just, it, I think we're going to see glimpses of it. I think it's going to be a lot like we saw in the preseason. I think it's going to get better maybe as the game goes along, but I don't think it's going to be all the way there yet with either the run game or the pass game. Um, and I think we're going to probably see, yeah, that's my prediction, 20 to 14. You, you said 17, 14 earlier, just for the record. I, uh, 20 to, okay, so 14 to 17 was my score range for the Raiders. It was, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, I was tw- always 20 for the Broncos. 20 for the Broncos, okay. Yes. I, I agree with you, David. I, I, Russell Wilson is still improving on the Broncos. Uh, he's still improving with the new coach. Uh, we didn't get to see him. The one game that you saw our offense go off, Russ Wilson didn't even play in. Um, so I'm interested to see how he, he specifically can play in this game. Um, I agree with both of you guys. I think our defense is going to show up. Um, I am worried about Max Crosby based on what we saw in the preseason on our offensive line. Obviously, we didn't see Matt McGlinchey in the in the preseason, but we'll see what happens. Um I, I agree. I think the Broncos win this game. We start off 1-0. We have a pretty good history of winning uh, season openers. Um, but with that, I, I think I agree with you guys. I don't think they score two touchdowns. I think they get 10. I think you get maybe a touchdown on a lucky draw and then uh, and then a field goal. And then and then we score, pro- I'm thinking 17. So I'm going 17-10 Broncos on this one. Uh, I, I do have a good feeling about this coaching staff i have a good feeling about this team uh i do have some worries obviously i I think each week as we do this we're gonna have some worries on the on the opposite team side but i think that we can come out on top with this so um yeah 
Thank you guys so much. I appreciate y'all joining me. Spotty, thanks again. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, you're going to see a lot more of Spotty on the pregame podcast. This is a lot of fun. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you are telling your friends, family, loved ones, uh, your, your acquaintances, work acquaintances. Just post it on random billboards if you if you have a chance. Orange Weekly Broadcast Network pregame podcast. And with that, guys, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everyone listening. And we ended always on a very strong Go Broncos! Orange Weekly. Fans, Brews, and Broncos News.